0: His name is Sergio, he's Argentinian, he's gonna get me more hat-tricks this weekend. Well, not this weekend, on Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever he's playing.
1: Hello and welcome to the all-new Three Amigos FBL show for Game Week 25. I'm FBL Marple and I'm joined by my two amigos, Dale at Chef, Dale H and Mars at Mars05. On tonight's show, we're joined by special guest, Charlie Rocks from Fantasy Football First. You can follow him at First. The Game Week 24 was uh, a poor one if you relied too much on Liverpool. But uh, tell me, Charlie, how did the Game Week go for you?
2: Uh, The Game Week went okay, to be honest, because... um I now wear glasses. That's the big news of the week. I went down Specsavers, Savers, had my eyes tested and um and I now wear glasses. So constantly I was able to look at my fantasy football team and not have to squint and uh, not get massive headaches from looking at my team. So I was quite pleased. Um in terms of points though, which is more important, <laughs> um I, I was only all right. Uh, fifty-one points. Um captain's Kane, who only gave me eight, it's a bit of bobbins. And uh, I had J Rod on my bench with nine points, and what to make it worse, he was second on the bench. So uh, so Kenny would have come in had someone not played, delivering two. But at the back, pretty pleased. Jones on nine, Alonso on six, in the middle, Mares on eight. So yeah, it's uh, I think um, I think my team's well set up for go- you know to push on.
1: So, like, so far in your um, FPL career, Charlie, you've basically been just going by the general colour of the jerseys and stuff like that. So we can expect a major points boost So, for you, because I know that you can actually make out like the difference between Swansea players, for instance, and Spurs players, yeah? Only when I've got my glasses on.
2: I've, I'm not wearing them at the moment, so I couldn't tell you the difference between Harry Kane and, um, and someone who looked like Harry Kane.
1: And uh, tell me the eye test you went down for. Was that one of those? um, Was it like the one you get as a free when you get to an old age pensioner kind of age? That you you, you have
2: to where you have to read the letters.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, luckily for me, the letters were F and then a P and then an L, so it was all right. Oh, so you were able to guess
1: them. Nice. Good stuff. Am I the young man of the pod? We're 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 all in our twenties. What age are you, Dale? Thirty-two. Thirty-two. So you're the old man of the pod. So.
2: No, I'm in my 40s.
1: <laughs> I'm <only messed> up. <laughs> I yeah. turned 40 uh, last week, so um, so yeah, Dale's having Dale wasn't letting me away with calling you an old man, surely? basically. <laughs>
2: uh, happy birthday last week. Um,
1: Thanks, Mel. <laughs> <Yeah>, old fart. <laughs> but uh, tell me, uh, Dale, just since, you're, since you chimed in there with your smart-ass comment, how was uh, 24 for you? Uh, it
3: was good, but it could have been better. Um I had Alonzo and Davis doing bits in the defence. Midfield was not to write on about. It was until the strikers for me, it was Kane and Aguero, but if, if anyone follows me on Twitter, they know that I had a little glitch with my captain, and I would meant to captain Aguero, and it glitched in captain Kane, so I lost points there, but between them, they got me a respectable score of 65, so I can't, can't moan too much, but the
1: losing That's of the points of, was... Yeah, because yeah, I can confirm, like, definitely, you were, um, you were adamant you were going to come... You were going to Captain Agüero because you mentioned it on last week's pod. that you Yeah, were i was him, and you were thinking, not pretty I'll upset. My I was pretty upset. Well, it's the way it goes. But I'm, I'm set up.
3: I've got some moves lined up, and they're probably not going to be popular ones with uh, the Twitter community. But I've got my reasons.
1: Yeah, good stuff. We'll, we'll talk about them. That later. Yeah, great stuff. Um, Mars, how's it going for you? You're um, you were over in France this week, so we're expecting a lot of culture from you on the pod.
0: Oui, oui, monsieur, ça va bien. Je parle français comme les oiseaux. mais Les oiseaux parlent pas français. Oui. Alors. Oui. Oui, c'est bon. <laughs> c'est bon, c'est marche. Uh, yeah, no, it was uh, it was a uh, good game week for me. Uh, actually, I see a trend. Every, I'm, I'm just now not going to look at my score. I'm not going to look at Dells and add one. As, as, <laughs> as, as, as last week, I again, I have one more point than him. I got seventy minus four, so sixty-six. Uh, and it was down to my. Uh, Romance uh, Aguero, to be honest. Uh, he was my captain. No glitches here, or I wasn't drunk, basically. What um, uh... are you to say? What are you trying to say? <laughs> it was 10 if o'clock I'm... in the morning when he was setting his captain pick. <laughs> That's precisely my point. Still, I was not hungover or drunk. <laughs> um, yeah, Aguero, a- apart from that, to be honest, um, Alonso, clean sheet, Sterling and Arnie assists. And Kane, the rest um not really even worth mentioning even even not to mending missed, uh, missed out on a clean sheet but it was it was a good goal to be fair to, to Newcastle so we'll forgive him that the ball to that goal was was brilliant but yeah it was a I'm happy I'm happy and I, I have a, I had a plan as I mentioned last week but now with the Arnie injury I might have to to readjust that if he's really out injured I haven't seen anything confirmed yet so yeah, yeah not
1: bad. the um the Arnie injury kind of thrown a lot of people's plans up in the air, um, because I know a lot of people probably were planning on whether it was Lingard or making changes to their defence or even bringing in a wear up front. But, um, the Arnie injuries kind of scuppered a few things. But uh, the uh, yeah, my game week wasn't good. As you mentioned, Otta Mende hasn't had a good game week since I brought him in, so I'm the jinx for Otta. Um, and... Um, I actually captained Firmino, so that was an an especially painful um, Monday Night Football for a Liverpool fan, watching us lose to Swansea whilst I have the captaincy on Firmino. Who um, who
0: are you bringing in next week and who are you captaining, please? Oh, yeah, this was going to be our new feature, (laughs) wasn't it?
1: um, I'm bringing in Mkhitaryan for Arnie. Unfortunately, uh, Mikatarian will probably be my uh, Marple Jinx for, uh, for Game Week 25. We'll, we'll see how we go with that one. Every week on the pod, we kind of talk about what the big talking point is on, on the FPL community on Twitter. Um, what's your talking point coming
0: into Game Week 25? For me, there's only one one to- to- talking point of the week. I merely rock on any block in my polo tee and my polo socks. On top of cars, my face is hot. I merely rock. On that Gates block, I mean, people are hating on Jesse Lingard, but he probably earns more than what most of us would ever <laughs> earn. <laughs> what? And what? <laughs> That was Billy Rock. Are you not? Up, are you not up to your rap? You need, uh, you need to get up to speed with with uh, with the ting, right? No, I'm old like,
1: school rap, Mars.
3: If, it, if it's this, not Kendrick Lamar or Rich Reid, um, you've lost
0: me. Me, me and Jesse Lings, as I call him, you know, we we rap from the same hymn sheet. Um, and that was his message to uh, Sanchez, right? So, yeah, that for me is a talking point. Him him messaging Sanchez. <laughs> I think to well, open that topic up, um, I've seen a lot of people
3: want to dump Lingard. Now, me personally, I've got him in my team. I'm probably going to hold. Um, people are speculating whether Sanchez is going to take his place or whatever. But the thing about Lingard is he can play across any of like the three attacking midfield slots. So can he, he'll play mid, uh, outside left, outside right, or through the middle. And Mourinho said this week that Sanchez is pretty versatile and can occupy four positions, so I'm not that worried. I know everyone's worried that Lingard's going to probably drop out, but I, I think he'll still play. So
0: I actually think Lingard is, uh, like Sterling was at the beginning, better off coming coming from the bench when everybody else is tired. Um, that's what he does most damage. Also, he has a knack of scoring in big games. So, I'm not worried now, although I saw an article where Mourinho basically said, I now have great five attacking players, Sanchez, Martial, Mata, Mata, Lukaku, and I think maybe Rashford. He didn't mention Lingard. So, people hmm. are, like, you know, going mental. I think, I think, like
3: you said, Maz, he'll still get minutes. So, it's whether you want to take that risk yeah, Ooh, yeah
1: the exactly fact, the, the fact is and i think the main point with um, lingard is um, a couple of blanks for his price tag yeah except that at his price tag people are kind of That's expecting right. him to have continued on on what he was doing and i mean i'm happy to hold him um unless it's a thing that we see that like he really his minutes really go downhill then um, well, would you I'm have
2: played him this week trying. anyway you know the, 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 the play spurs would you have played mm. him anyway would you, would you I have probably would because I
1: don't, I don't think Spurs' defense is anything um, is is what it was last season. So I probably would have played him. But then, um, well, you I'm to... playing him. I, I'm, but uh, it's it's not the optimum p- fixture. But it's um, there it... isn't much in that price range, is he? so No. And I mean the um, the only alternative is I was looking at because I had money in the bank for it. If Arnie hadn't gotten injured, Lingard to Martial, despite the fact that it's Spurs this weekend, which Made me kind of want to hold on it as well. Marshall for me has looked brilliant, um, and he's not only looking brilliant; he's coming up with all the goals. Um, so he seems to be the man on fire. Um, but, uh, but you know, I, I think that we all have to see what way things shake out with um, with Sanchez there. But um, I wouldn't be bailing on Lingard just because of a couple of blanks. Um, you know, his price his price tag means that you can hold him. It's not that you need to have returns every single week for him on it
2: price has already dropped once this week hasn't it so it's mm. not likely
1: to drop again is it no it shouldn't really even though the, price, just, tied, the, tri- the price drop scenario is kind of something we're um, we're a bit all confused about it's it's just,
0: it just depends to be honest if he's one of your main midfielders or if he's uh, like the fourth midfielder in your team yeah, if, you, shouldn't
3: be, you shouldn't be relying on a 6.3 to be your main
0: man though really exactly but some people might have gone heavier at the front and the back and light in the middle for one reason or another it's just really it, it does really depend but you know to answer Charlie's question i probably would play him because i do think he like he likes the big games and he seems to score the goals he's in my team he'll probably stay because my bench is not is not much better uh, and then as don said later on if we see that he's getting absolutely no minutes or he's not getting anywhere or as i think fly mentioned on twitter he's he's on lawn at you know, championship next, you know, uh, next week, then then I'll start panicking and, and moving them on. But, um, yeah, I think there was a bandwagon that started with him getting goals and maybe, maybe we all jumped on, but because it was an easy way to get into United with some good fixtures. So don't panic and unless there's, you know, your team is perfect everywhere else.
2: How much do you think we can read into tomorrow's game? Because tomorrow United play weak opposition, so probably won't have a full-strength team. But um they've already said that Sanchez will play so we should be able to perhaps deduce where Sanchez is going to be in the middle or on the right or on the left and therefore which player is going to predominantly suffer in FPL
3: I think what we'll be able to find out tomorrow is how up to speed Sanchez is with United's system you know like you say it's probably going to play a weakened team so we probably can't draw too much from it but we'll I think we'll find out like how hope to speed Sanchez is. I, th- I think that's what we can take away from tomorrow.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not even sure if um, Kaku will get much of a game tomorrow, so we probably won't get much of a chance to see whether they gel as a partnership.
0: And and this is one of the reasons that I'm, you know, of course, Sanchez is a great FBL asset, uh, has been for the last few years, maybe not this year, but even then, even this year, he's, he's been getting in, in some of the goals. But I'm going to hold off until I see how it goes at United and, you know, wait for him to to gel because it's a lot of money and I don't want to break my team up just, just for that.
1: I'll be honest, he's coming in for Huddersfield. Yeah, you've always planned on bringing him in as soon as when he, when he did sign for or when there was rumour yeah. that he was going to be signing. Yeah, um, I've got I've got my mobile hand up and he's coming in, definitely. Um, who are you going to sacrifice for him to, to get him in? Right. My move is
3: going to be uh, I'm going to sacrifice Sterling and Son for Sanchez and Chubb Chubbs. That is going to be my move. Um, I don't really like, I'll be honest, this isn't this going to be popular, but I don't like Manchester City's fixtures after West Brom. I really do
2: Burnley away, Leicester at home, Arsenal away, Chelsea at home.
3: Yeah, I'm not a fan. Uh, Burnley away isn't going to be easy. Um, Leicester at home. Can see him winning that. Arsenal away, they're going to sound players, so they might be reinvigorated. Chelsea at home, Chelsea great at in the bus. You know, when they played them at Stamford Bridge, they looked the better team until Morata went off. So for me, I mean, listen, they could turn up and win all those fixtures, but we don't know. I'll, I've still got, I can still afford Aguero and Sanchez, so I'm still covered in in that respect. But I just don't like the fixtures. I think it's a real tricky patch. You've got the League Cup final. You've got Champions League stats up very soon as well. I think that's like the 13th of February. So, And then I think there's the FA Cup fifth round to fit in around those fixtures as well. So I'm just thinking rotation. It's a, it's an odd set of fixtures. So I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice Sterling. I don't think that's a bad move, especially when I need a differential as well.
1: Will you lose much money on Sterling?
2: No, no, not much. Is it's, it and a- Son? Yeah. So, to be fair, what you could do is you could have Sanchez for the Huddersfield and Newcastle game, and then brought Son back in for your Palace away, Huddersfield at home, and Bournemouth away, whilst, so therefore you're avoiding Chelsea at home and Liverpool at home, and then switch back to Sanchez for West Ham away and Swansea away. So, Swansea home. And now that gives could- you a. That give you seven really good fixtures in a row. Yeah, I
3: mean, like that'll be a move I look at down the line. It depends on injuries and form and what have you. We'll see. But for the for the for the most part, I am set on bringing Sanchez in. I mean, I need a differential, so I need like five percent on. They'll probably go up to about ten in the next few weeks, I would imagine. But I think think yes, there's
2: an opportunity to make money as well, isn't there?
3: Yeah, most definitely. He's, well, it is a lot of money. It's 11.7 million. It is a lot
2: of money. But yeah, but he's, he's got more points than Lukaku. He's cheap, so he's only just a little bit more expensive than Lukaku, and um, he's played fewer games. So yeah, even if be he, even, yeah, even if he just has his Arsenal form, he'll still do well. But,
1: um, but speaking of um, actually, you know, when you mentioned um, differentials there. Um, I know a lot of the talk is, and an, an awful lot of the transfers this week have been um, Kane to Aguero, um, and you know a lot of people getting off Kane. You know this keeps on happening. I know every year, and and everyone always says, well you'll pay for that, and he did make everyone pay with a couple of hat tricks a few game weeks ago. But um, for people, and Dale, I'll, I'll bring this one to you because I know we were we mentioned the little teaser of this on Twitter earlier on. But um, essentially when people are looking to make up big ground, um that is my kind of reasoning behind moving from Kane to Aguero because the ownership level, if Aguero bangs and Kane doesn't, then I could see bumps, whereas with just keeping Kane, I'm not really gonna go anywhere. The thing
3: is, like we're coming into Hurricane's time
1: of year. So I would
3: that's why I said on Twitter, if I was gonna drop either of them, it'd be Aguero. You've got J J-Zil's coming back soon. You know, is is I think another couple of weeks and he's back from his little knee injury. I think the thing is with Kane, if he fires, you're gonna get past a lot of dead teams as well because a lot of dead teams have Lukaku from earlier on in the season because he was on fire. So to me, I'd be finding a way I could get both of them. But if you can't, I mean, I can see the logic. I think I think Man City will blow West Brom away, but. I wouldn't. I mean, I'd be having an exit strategy for when Jesus comes back personally, because it, it, they're going to rotate. He showed earlier on in the season with the Champions League. To be fair, he did, he did favor Jesus for the Champions League and Agüero for the league. Earlier on in the season, that that was apparent, but it's just so hard to predict what Pep's going to do. You just don't know. So yeah, it's. It is.
1: But I my mean, plan probably will be to go back to Kane after, um, yeah. you know, but it's, um, you know, it's literally desperately trying to clutch at because I found and I think it's a lot of people are finding it no matter where they are in the ranking. Um, To actually move up or down is difficult because the template and people having so many common players that um, it's actually hard to move up and down at all. No matter where yeah, you are. I mean, I've just looked
3: checked the ownership and I didn't realise I thought Kane was still around forty percent, but he's nearly at fifty, he's on forty seven point seven, so yeah, it would be actually it wouldn't be a bad move for a few weeks. I mean Aguero's only twenty five point six, so you know, is it, if Kane blanks, I mean spares have got hard fixtures. I mean I've you can see the United game being a blank, but if it, then again if anyone's gonna score, it's probably gonna be Kane. But I mean, the fixtures after it, they've got Liverpool and Arsenal. I mean, they're not the tightest of defences. So, I'd, I, I mean, I'm not a fan of this. Uh, Kane exit Mark 2, as uh, it's oh. been phrased on Twitter. I'm not a fan of it. I mean, I'd just hold him for the United game and just, or if, like
1: yourself, yeah. swapping for Aguero for that game against West Brom. Yeah, but because then, I, to, to like attacking players, I'm not actually that afraid of big games. For you know, I mean, the, the big games there's often goals in them, unless they're yeah. Mourinho where Mourinho's doing his like the ultimate of Mourinho tactics where he just kills the game. A lot of yeah. the big games there is goals, and you have points. It's just your defenses. You're not particularly going to be keen on on. You're not going to get clean sheet points probably, but you're you could still get attacking returns from from any of your players. So it's well, not yeah, that, that's
3: why I'm shifting Davies this week because I just don't fa- I don't fancy
1: that match for a defender. Yeah, um, surely, uh, speaking of other blanks, blank game week in game week 28 is no longer um it's no longer on the cards, or certainly it, it doesn't look like being the game the blank Bank game week that we had anticipated. Um, only City possibly could have one if they were if they need to have a replay in the cup. Fantasy managers had hoped to use the free hit or even the wild card chip that week. Um, what should be the new strategy?
2: Well I've still got all three chips, so I'm quite lucky in that way. Uh, bench boost, free hit and triple captain. Um my plan was pretty similar to last season. I was gonna use the uh I was gonna use the bench boost in the first double game week and triple captain probably in the second double game week and use the free hit in the uh in the first blank game week. It looks like the first big blank week game week's gonna be probably 31. So I will use my free hit then. That's, that's my thinking at the moment. And um, the reason why I've gone for bench boost rather than triple captain in the first double game week um, is I'm following the same logic as last season where, um, if you remember last season, we spoke about how uh, often you have a defender and an attacker facing each other and the two of them together. If one of them scores or one of them keeps a clean sheet as a pair, it only makes eight points. Um, however, if you can load your team correctly for the double game week to avoid those eight-point pairs, then you can have a real strong team for the double game week. Um, and therefore, you, you're, I feel that you more likely to get more points playing a bench boost than you are playing triple captain, unless your triple captain plays an absolute stonker, like they did last season. It blew my theory out of the water.
1: Yeah, i sure that can happen anyway, but um, and that's good, good reasoning behind the difference between the chips. Um, lads, we want to just actually two more things I want to touch on before we move on to the preview for Game Week 25. Dale, um, Mkhitaryan, of course, was the other move that went the opposite direction to Sanchez. Um, I mentioned that he is my Marple Jinx for um, Game Week 25 because I've gotten him in already. But um, what? How do you assess his value and also the impact on the other Arsenal attackers?
3: Well, let's not beat about the bush. I've got Henrik Mikatarian's stats in front of me for the last three seasons. When he signed for United, he was on the cusp of being a world-class player. He had 15 assists for Dortmund and he scored 11 goals. That was in 2015-2016. I think any team that picked him up at that time would have been happy to have him. If I remember correctly, United got him for about £35 And I think we can all agree that that at the time, that was seen as good business. Now, last season, he got one assist and four goals scored. And then this season is got five assists and one goal scored. Not the best. But if he can recapture his form, then Arsenal have got a serious player on their hands. I mean, we've, they might have a uh, Aubameyang coming in. It's I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they're set up. Um, I'm not sure how they're going to set up, to be honest, with them. I and I mean, Le- if you Le- look at... Set-
1: Mkhitaryan and Aubameyang, if you had the two of them in, in um, and Sanchez out, you could actually argue that Arsenal will actually be stronger than they yeah. were before the transfer window, especially the Sanchez was obviously dissatisfied and not happy to be there. Um, Definitely. I mean, Ozil's
3: still got his well-cut place to play for, so he, he's still going to be uh, giving it his all. So, I mean, it depends on how they've set up, but I, I'm I'm a big fan of Mkhitaryan and if he can recapture his Dortmund form, then that, I think that'll be a really good move for you, Don. To be honest,
0: I, I, I agree. I think uh, I think he's going to suit the style of play at, at Arsenal. He's going to have the freedom, and if they sign um, with him um, them two, the connection, the you know, the old connection at Dortmund could click for them. Whether they sign him or not, though, is irrelevant. I think Heterian um, is, is 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 going to be somebody who will. Assist loads, uh, you know. I, I just think he will like playing in the Arsenal team, but Arsenal will just continue to be Arsenal. Which, what I said on uh, on Twitter earlier, they will uh, play games like they did against Palace and blow them out of the water, and then they will go and capitulate somewhere else. Um, I've just
3: quickly, miles I've just got Young's stats up for that same season. Uh, Mkhitaryan was there, and he scored twenty five goals that season.
0: Them two, them, they, them two connected really well together. Um, again In the stats back, back it up I don't know if Arsenal Are going to get him or not I'm, I'm not really sure What's happening to be honest We'll see what happens In the next week But Like I said Whether they get him or not I think um, The playing style of Arsenal um, And he's not going to be Asked Let's be honest He's not going to be asked To defend a lot As as he was at United Probably um, It's not just It's not Wenger's style It's not Arsenal's style And that's why I said They will go out And absolutely blow Some teams out of the water and they will go and lose if if a team gives you know um, comes in their faces. So it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those seasons for Arsenal. And I think the top four fight is going to go to the wire. You know, again, I think you can it, take Man City out of the equation. You've got United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Tottenham fighting for three places, and Arsenal.
1: While we're actually on, yeah, wanted to actually ask you about um, Ernie. And um, do you think Mkhitaryan is the natural replacement for? For Ernie, um, I know Shakiri is also gathering a bit of um, a bit of attention. Um, Maddie Kay actually at FPL underscore versus um, our friend. He was asking. He had a listener question. Was he was looking for Ernie replacements with no cash in the bank? Um, who would you be fancying, Mars, for to replace Ernie? Seven point one. So Anthony, underneath that, who would be your tip?
0: So yeah, I looked at I looked at a few options. I'm not sure what's what's Mkhitaryan price now because he was around the eight, so I don't think he's, I think like, he's for like
1: seven point 7. six.
0: Seven point hmm. six. Okay. So if we go by, if we start with Matty's question, which is, if you have no money in the bank and you've got, I think um, Arnie's now at around seven. He had a price rise before he got the injury, so let's say around seven. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was, um, you know, you have quite a few options. So again, I'm going to say. I'm going to give you a couple of names, but before I say that, it really depends on what you want, because you can um, you can go really low and save money. So save two two and a half million and go for a four point five midfielder if you have other strong um, midfielders, and s- spread the money somewhere else. Either you know try and get Aguero in if you don't have him, or or strengthen your defense, or you can spend the whole money and go for someone you know, nearby or uh, the same, the same value. Uh, if you want, if, if, uh, Arnie, like for me was one of, it, you know, I've got, I've got Salah and Sterling, who I'd say are my two strong midfielders. And then Arnie was probably the, the next bracket. So he was my third best midfielder. So I would, I, I'm in that boat. Once I know that he's definitely out and there's no need to rush because there is time. We've got the FA Cup. Um, I, I, uh, read from Ben Dineri's time timeline that he was never going to play the weekend anyway. Um, you know, you expect him to have a rest. So, so let's see before before it's definitely because I don't think it has been definitely confirmed by anyone yet. Uh, definitely not at West Ham, not officially anyway. I know there's um, there's a Twitter account of somebody who says he was an ex-West Ham staff and he get, he seems to get information correct correct information. So he said he's injured. So let's see, but. Um, there's, for me, three names that jump out. So, Shakira, we talked about. If you, if you look at their fixtures, they, they're really good. Willian, if um, his injury is not as bad as reported. Um, and then I was thinking between uh, Ramsey or Tadic. So, going a bit old school. I mean, Tadic gets a lot of flack, but he, Southampton had a really good game against Spurs. And they also have good fixtures, and Tadish will be vital for them, on what he does. And he's one of those guys that stands up sometimes. Like you know, he's he's a, a biggerish fish in a small pond, and he will he will have with War price, the set pieces. But he he's 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 always on the attacking end. He's always involved, and he could be. Uh, uh, all of these guys that we've just named are, will be differentials. I don't think many teams will have a Shakiri, a Tadić. Um, or a Willian right now. Mm. Uh, um, I, I think um,
1: I think they're good names. Yeah, I mean Tadic. Southampton is funny because I think we always seem to be um, continuously saying that Southampton have good fixtures. They must have some um, some magic dust on um, on the fixture list because they always seem to the number of times we've said on the Fan Feud pod and on this one but, um, about Southampton's fixtures and yet they never seem to live up to them. But um, but yeah, I agree, Tadic. Tadic is well capable of putting together a few game weeks and um, being kind of the flavour of the month for for a few weeks at least. Um, Shakiri, you mentioned there, ownership-wise, he's 5.8. And um, coming up is Watford, Bournemouth and Brighton, followed yeah. by Leicester and Southampton. So they're lovely fixtures. Shakiri's always kind the, of, he's their main man. Yeah,
0: and the, the problem with those two and, uh, you know, even Ramsey, who, who has... Uh, the, the, Especially those two, their teams don't score a lot, right? Stoke are not gonna score too many goals, nor are Southampton. But highly likely that if they do score, there's a high percentage that these guys are involved. Now the other name and the last name that I'll give is Theo Walcott. So he's he's about seven point one, and um, you know let's let's see how he does how, how he does at, at at Everton. But I'm I'm really interested because I think I think he could. Uh, Bring back the you know the the old field that we knew scoring points and scoring goals. So he, he's one to watch a little bit a little bit more expensive. So if you have just a spare spare you know one one point one or k in the bank, could uh, you could stretch. But there's options and that's a good thing.
1: Yeah, no, well, there's a good few options, yeah. Um, and I suppose, if you want to downgrade slightly and save a few more quid to. To try to, to try to make your move maybe from um from one of the Spurs midfielders to Sanchez, maybe it could be a, it could be well worthwhile downgrading um as opposed to looking for something with a like to like price tag on it. But um good answer, Mars. And um he kept that one in under ten minutes, so we're happy with that one. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> they never never change, no. <laughs> um, glad that's brilliant. Come here. we'll move on to actually uh, look at the, um, we'll do the preview for the game week and then we'll do our listener questions and our captain picks. Um, so first up this game week, Charlie, you're up um, and it is Swansea versus Arsenal. Uh, Swansea were a lot more obviously solid than expected against Liverpool and Arsenal have been mediocre at best away from home this season Um, the Gunners have only picked up 13 points from 12 away games scoring 14 and conceding 18 Um, that said you have to favour Arsenal don't you if only by the odd goal
2: Um, you have to favour Arsenal for many reasons Um, the number of shots in the box that Arsenal have had this season is 221 which is Surprisingly, only six behind Manchester City, um, compared to Swansea's 93 all season, which is bottom of the table, bottom of the rank. Um, if anybody wants to look up these stats, just Google a website called Objective Football. Um, now, in terms of shots on target, um, Arsenal... Uh, uh, Flying with a, a forty sorry, thirty-seven point three percent accuracy on shots on target compared to Swansea's pretty poor twenty-seven point eight. So Swansea are not shooting and when they are shooting, it's not as accurate. Um yeah, Arsenal are getting almost uh two two point two times as many shots as Swansea. So for me it's only gonna go one way. And um I'd be I'd be fielding all my gooners.
1: Good stuff. Thanks, Mel Charlie. Um, West Ham versus Palace, and um, covering this one for us is Mars. Um, what's the story on this one? Obviously, West Ham are without or looking like they're going to be without Arnie, Lanzini, and Carroll, um, and they're playing against Palace, who have Sacco, Schlupp and Dan all out injured. Um, what's what's your thoughts on this one from an FBL point of view,
0: Mars? Well, before injuries, I would have thought West Ham would would be the, the favourites for this, right? You, you know, you've got Arnie, Lanzini, Carroll. Ayu, uh, who could be another option um, for, for the Arnie replacement if he if he plays more regularly. But now, you know, the, take Lanzini, take Arnie out of the West Ham team and the area Paris, of Carroll, and they're looking quite weak because Antonio's either not back or not fully fit yet either. Uh, we all have a West Ham defender probably still hanging in there from the double game week because they're so cheap. And yet, I'm yet to get a single return from from these guys, um, so it's 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 one of those games that actually I see goals in. Um, I think Palace have been, uh, and I and I hate to say this, but they've been playing well under Hodgson. Fair play to him. Um, you know they have they have power. They, you know, you've got Zaha, uh, Townsend, uh, Milo- Milo- Milojovic. I guess I, I said it right. Um, Benteke. If you if, if you if you say you've that got to, you
1: did that one you did said that one very well Mars. Uh, I it.
3: thought We're so. <laughs> <laughs> West Ham have just signed a midfielder Mars just to uh, put you in the mix. We've just signed uh, Jean Mario on loan from Inter Milan.
0: Okay, there we go, Mario. Yeah, I've watched him on YouTube. Not. Um, <laughs> He's a really good player, actually. Oh, I see. He? Really... Okay, but yeah, uh, back to it. Sorry, back to West Ham. Um, Palace. I think there'll be goals. I think if you have their assets, you stick with them, especially um, you know attacking like from uh, Palace because the attacking ones from West Ham are mostly injured. So if you have a Zaha, he could be coming back. You know I always liked Zaha. I've always had him in my team until a few weeks ago. But it's one of those games that you could see him doing well in. Um, if you have defenders from this team again, I, I say this: if they are your main defenders, then you keep them. If they are just your fourth and fifth de- defender, then you bench them because I think West Ham are looking quite actually not as strong as we hoped at the back, and I see goals in this game. Even though that Palace have
2: just signed a new defender. Who have they signed? Uh, Jack or Jack. And they've also signed a midfielder on line. That up?
3: <laughs> is, is that the one who uh, they all said was pregnant on Twitter?
2: Yeah, that's the one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, 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 and Rappis Rakic from Benfica
3: no Jar- Jaroslav Rack is, is a tidy little defender to be fair yeah, despite right. his weight issues
1: I, like the pronunciation not, yeah. of this segment has been second to none it's been fantastic <laughs> um, trying to, trying to decide think, think, who's the
0: best yeah I think like I said uh, Charlie. I think if if, you're, if you have Palace defenders or a keeper and they're your main players you keep them because there's a high ch- there is a chance of, of a clean sheet um, I was talking more about West Ham because most of us have a West Ham defender still. If he's your main man, uh, one of your main defenders, because you you you've gone budget at the back and spent every, everything else on mid, midfielders and forwards, then you keep them because it, it, it is Palace and with all due respect, sometimes they might not turn up or score loads of goals, but then they could do what they did at Leicester and score three. So it's just it's just a, a gamble. I see goals in this games, in this game, so that's why I said like if they're not your main men, just bench them.
1: Good stuff, um, Dale. Move on to Huddersfield versus Liverpool. Um, this is all, of course, about the Reds bouncing back and showing that Swansea was a one-time mistake, just like that time when you wore the sarong out on Saturday night in Hull. Um, <laughs> is this one? Um, are you uh, are you optimistic about um, Salah and the boys getting it back on and um, against Huddersfield?
3: Yeah, I'm. I'm nervous about not having any Liverpool assets this week again. Uh, I got away with it last week. Um, I mean, just looking at the form table, uh, Huddersfield's last six have drawn three and lost three, and they've actually lost their last three and conceded 11 in that time. So it's this is only going one way for me. But to be fair, I mean, Liverpool showed against Swansea that it was Liverpool of last season where they struggled against teams that threw men behind the ball. Without that little magic from Coutinho, you know... Huddersfield are going to have to defend for their lives, and I won't rule it out. You know, it, not I don't think Huddersfield will win, but I won't rule out a nil-nil. But you
0: had to go there, didn't you? You had to bring Coutinho in it.
3: I did, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm still I'm still sore about it, Maz, because he was like the linchpin of my FPL side.
0: <laughs> a lot of people yeah. are still sore about it. If you look at the LFC Twitter, which I'm sure you do, because you love a, you love a fishing trip there once in a while. People I, don't, are still I, don't, I don't even follow
3: the official Twitter account man. so I don't know what no, you No, no,
0: just the people. Just the people. <laughs> but I, I agree with you, by the way. I think when I was looking at this game, I think Huddersfield want to play football and that will work into Liverpool's yeah, favour. Definitely, definitely. But they did they did turn over United. So it, a long it's time a possibility. Ago it, of
3: I, course. Huddersfield, I think Huddersfield are heading in one direction. I think they're going to be at risk of a drop the way they're going. I mean, Liverpool in the last six have scored the joint amount of most goals with Tottenham, and that's 16. They have, I mean, they've conceded nine in that time, but I mean, I won't be too worried about them conceding in this match. But I really don't um, think they'll put Huddersfield they'll, to the sword. I think I think they'll bounce back, and I think it'll be Salah and the boys will be
1: celebrating a win. Um, surely the Chelsea versus Bournemouth is next up. Um, Chelsea are a club with issues, and Bournemouth are improving. That said, Cherries haven't kept a clean sheet in 11 Premier League games. Um, what's your thoughts on, uh, on this one? Chelsea bounce back. Alonso, hopefully, with a couple of goals.
2: Um Chelsea are not playing particularly well, but they're getting the results, aren't they? I mean, they've had a load of wins recently. Um, they might not be super exciting to watch, and there seems to be a lot of drama off the pitch, but but yeah, again, they've only really got Fabregas injured. There's uh, Willian with his with his yellow flag and Murata with his yellow flag, moaning about his back. But um, they're pretty, you know, they're more or less full strength. And then there's Bournemouth, who are pretty fit as well, and in Mings, as um, their worry. The the only question mark I have on this over Bournemouth is um, they've drawn their last six away games on the bounce. So could this be another draw for Bournemouth? You know, is that? Is that their tactic? Try and just get the one point away. Um, in which case, have Chelsea got the the wherewithal and ability to break through a, a resolute Bournemouth defence? You would expect so. So if I was playing my Chelsea players, I'd certainly be playing them against Bournemouth. Um, but if I was down the bookies with an acker, I uh, probably wouldn't pick Chelsea.
3: Just to segue, Charlie, what what do you think to if they get Edin Dzeko? Because that move looks like it's going to happen would that make you more inclined to go into the Chelsea attack or not
2: um i i like watching seco when he was at city um he he was strong and he pushed himself around the box a lot um he just wasn't as lethal um therefore he wasn't quite as accurate as aguero so therefore i could see how he was second fiddle um I think if Chelsea are playing Murata and Zecco, it's probably not going to work. Um, I think if Zecco becomes the main man, then, um, then how's that going to impact Murata? Uh, so I think that, I think there will be dressing room issues, regardless of what happens there. And I think that could destabilize the team. It's a big risk. Uh, in terms of FPL, I wouldn't buy him.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Good stuff. Um Mars, Everton versus Leicester. Um it's uh I'm kind of predicting a two-two draw on this one, because um, I don't really think either of them are particularly uh, do anything particularly well in defence. But um what's your thoughts on this?
0: Um yeah. <clears throat> I think uh um, Mars. I, I I do. I do love Everton. Um <laughs> especially on <under> the <laughs> Aladdince. My favourite club under under one of my favourite managers. (laughs) Um, I think, um, you know, if we talk FPL terms, if you have, you know, any of um, Leicester's attacking, guys, you keep them, you absolutely play them. You don't move them on, you know, if you have the Vardy, Mares, you don't move them on because this is a game that they could easily score, get double digits, potentially... Right. Uh, what, I, what I can see happening in the game is that Everton are going to try and be tight, um, but whenever they attack, Leicester will pick them off because that's what they do best: is their counter attack. You know. Um, now, I'm really interested to see how Bolasie and Walcott do. Who's he going to play? You know. How, how's you know Tosun? It's it's really unfair to judge him on on the game. Uh, on one game against Spurs, or you know, a couple of games. It's too soon. It's too soon, give, really. Give him some. Time, give him some time, right? He he, need, he needs some time to see how how that team sets up, you know. But it could it could be interesting with Sigurdsson, Walker, and Bolasi behind behind the main behind the main striker. Um, if you have any of Everton's, um, you know, again, if you sp- spent money on Everton defenders or Pickford. Most likely, Pickford is going to be your main man, so you play him, because your, your other keeper is going to be either a non-playing keeper or, or worse, well, well, I mean, worse than Pickford. Um, if not, then if your main defender or main keeper has a better game, or you have a more expensive keeper like a De Gea or Courtois with Pickford, then you play them and you bench Pickford in this game. Um if Kenny is another one, he he's the other West, the, the equivalent of those town defenders. We all got Kenny, and now he's doing nothing. And I've seen this thing on Twitter. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny. And now is, she- Seamus Coleman's come which is great to see him back. By the way, I, I I really admire him as, as a as a player for for Everton and Ireland. One of my f- uh, really favourite right backs to watch in, in in the league. And it's great to see him back. And once I don't think he'll be back yet, but once he's back, obviously he will get that spot back. But Kenny, since we all went in and bought him, hasn't really done much. So, it, again, that's two players that, um, you know, West Ham defender and Everton defender have not done much in our, in our team. So, would you start Kenny in a game against Leicester, even if it's at home? Again, not if he was my fourth defender.
1: Yeah, he's my, uh, and speaking of that, I have Cresswell and uh, Kenny. And, yeah, Kenny is going to be on the bench again for me. Um. But now having said that, I think it'll be it might be a little while before. Mind you Coleman, I think, played in the um, did he play in a cup game? You got he got about was... sixty minutes for the under twenty
3: threes. Yeah.
0: He plays yeah, a lot of twenty threes. First tackle he went in, fifty fifty, sliding tackle, took the ball, took the guy. It's brilliant.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love Coleman.
0: Um but um
1: to, to pity he plays for Everton, isn't it? But um <laughs> I I got um, any pretty
3: early, so I was I was quite lucky. I got some good points for Tens out of Kenny.
1: Yeah, same as that. So I can't complain really for his price, but um, but yeah, I'll just have to. I'm going to accept the points drops for now or the price drops for now. Um, hopefully it won't be too many of them. And um, but um, yeah, because I think when Coleman does come back, I reckon he probably will be just um, he'll be on the bench. Um, because they can't see. I mean, he's good enough at going forward, but I mean, Everton have good enough midfielders at this point that he's not exactly going to get pushed forward, Alonso style, when um when uh, Coleman comes back. But um, Dale, move on to Newcastle versus Burnley. Um, this should be a defensive masterclass, I'd imagine. Um, Aaron Lennon, I do actually fancy him a bit at Burnley. I think he's got That's the quality and he... Snoozefest, so. probably.
3: <laughs> yeah, probably uh, a bit of a no, snooze fest. I do like Aaron Lennon. It's someone I've looked at. If, he, if he's back to some decent form, I think he's got some big men to aim at in Chris Wood and Sam Vokes in the box. So yeah, I, I do like Lennon as a move. He's like five point four, so he's, he's he's fairly cheap. Um probably not someone I'm gonna bring in, but I'll keep an eye on because he he is a live wire when he gets going. It's great to see him back in the game, let's let's just say that first of all as well, because you know, he's suffered with his mental health and it's it's good yeah. to see him back. Um yeah, yeah. I think I could probably see Burnley winning this unless Newcastle makes some late moves in the transfer market. Um, probably a 1-0 uh, masterclass from Sean Deusch. Um But yeah, it's not the most exciting game. But I think if you've got yeah. your Burnley defenders, you're probably playing. Um,
1: yeah. And, do you think I defenders e- those, it's a good one.
0: <laughs> do you think Dyche eats his war- worms warm or cold? Uh, probably cold in Burnley. <laughs> Um, on a more serious note, I've seen a lot of buzz on Twitter around Good 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 Munson from Burnley. What any any thoughts? No, <laughs>
3: <laughs> quite frankly, I don't like the Burnley attack. I don't like it. You know, it doesn't score There's very that... often.
1: So like, the- Mars, that, that, what you just did there to, um, today was similar to what I normally do to Charlie, where um, I put him on the spot with some question out of absolutely nowhere.
0: <laughs> I, I, I but, was uh, looking at Twitter earlier and there's a big buzz about him, you know, people uh, putting up stats, but I completely agree with Dale. I don't see Burnley as a team that's going to score lots of goals. So well, They're
3: I'm, really close to the XG line and, you know, it's, they're great defensively. I think the, the last 10 for Burnley are pretty decent as well, so if you've got banley defenders, you, I think you are keeping them or benching them in the big games and and keeping them for the running.
0: Any worries about Pope? yet? If, you, if you're a Pope owner like me, should I be worried or is, is um,
3: uh, Well, that's
0: the big question.
3: It's the, I don't know. I mean, Pope's been brilliant all season. You, you know, for his price point as well, he's he's done brilliantly.
1: So I, I mean, reckon you probably keep Pope until um, until Heaton actually comes in in one game. And you just swallow. If it's unexpected and he comes in, then just swallow that game. We can go All right. Well, I'll have to make a move next week. But um, yeah, I don't own Pops, so it's not an issue for me. But yeah, it's one,
3: one definitely to keep an eye on. I mean, Heaton was the number one, and you know he was everyone's hero last season. So
1: I reckon he'll come straight back in. But um, but it's it's anyone's guess when that's going to be. He's no return date on the on the FBL site anyway but um thanks milldale um Southampton versus Brighton this is your one Charlie not exactly a humdinger of a game either but uh Brighton have only scored five goals by the way on the road in the Premier League this season so um it's not a bad it's not a bad um not a bad shot at a clean sheet for the Southampton defenders if you own them
2: yeah I agree with that yeah I think Southampton should be able to keep a clean sheet I think um I think Southampton uh there's something wrong with the attack. Um, we've said it on previous podcasts uh, that um, Southampton do all the work in midfield to get the ball into dangerous areas, and then it just all seems to fizzle out and they do nothing with it. Um, it's quite telling that of, of their goals, only one of the goals was from outside of the 18 yard box. Uh, if you look at their pass stats, um, the pass stats uh, you know, the, the, I think the ninth or eighth on the tables, you know, they're incredible um for a team in the bottom three. Um the shots in the eighteen yard box are great. Um, you know, all their stats are good and I would expect a, a reversion to the mean. I would expect a bounce back um to happen quite soon. The fact that they're looking for a striker is really encouraging. So uh Just sand one. Yeah, yeah. So um so I I think Southampton should win this and I think we should can reasonably expect Southampton to start Scoring more goals because on paper they're doing all the right things.
3: They've just signed uh, Guido Carrillo from uh, Monaco, but he's not the most prolific striker. He's, uh, no, he
2: spent 40... a lot of time on the bench, didn't he?
3: Yeah, he's got forty-three and one hundred and eighty-four games.
2: So, yeah, forty-three and one hundred and eighty-four. Yeah, it's pretty poor. One in four. That's kind of like a good midfielder stats, isn't it?
3: Yeah, that's, that's just his league form. Uh, overall, 63 and 236. So, yeah.
2: Still not similar.
3: Not encouraging.
2: One in four, yeah. Yeah, you'd, uh, for listeners who are not familiar with stats, you'd expect a, a good quality, um, to, a reasonable striker to score one in three games. You would expect them to score one in five shots. Um or sorry, a very good strike score one in five shots. You'd expect a good midfielder, premium price midfielder, score one in four games.
1: Excellent stuff. Thanks, Mill, surely. Um I think Mars is it you're, you're up for Man City versus West Brom. Um this one uh should be a, it's it's basically should be a Man City walk in the park, surely, but um but we all know that sometimes banana skins can happen. Is this do you think this one's gonna be a banana skin or a home win all day? <coughs>
0: I don't think it'll be a banana skin. I'll be. I think it'll be a home win. It's just, it's just how early they get the goals and how many. It could. I mean, look. There's always a potential for banana skin, and Jay Rodriguez is, is on fire. We could, if you keep picking Otamandi in your team, we could see another clean sheet loss. But apart from that, I think Man City will just be too, too strong for West Brom. Again, if you know, it goes without saying. If you have Man City players, you keep them. Of course, this in every in every game, in any game. In fact, for me. I'm probably going to have the same captain as last week, um, especially if he doesn't play in the, in the cup. I think everybody will be watching the lineup for the cup. With Pep, it seems to be quite clear. If they play in the cup, they won't play in the game next, especially if they play the full game. Um, having just also played a few days ago, <clears throat> so I don't expect Aguero to play, but let's see because he doesn't have. You know, they they don't have any other striker, so. Um, it will be interesting if Sterling plays as a false nine And if he will start again against West Brom Because um, I like uh, They'll shout about Sterling Being the, you know, upgraded To Sanchez, but for me it's more about Is Sterling going to be the fall guy The fact that They don't have a striker and he'll be the one Who plays as a striker in some of the games And then rest it Also, is, are his goals drying up Now you know he's had a fantastic season. Never expected it, but fair play to the guy. But Sane seems to be a little bit fresher now, more involved. And is 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 it time now for Sterling to you know make make a move out of our teams? That's that's the question for me. Um, as for West Brom, you know if if you have their defenders, they're quite expensive, so they probably be one of your main defenders unless you get you got on them early. You know City wanted Evans for a long time, so there must be something in that and they could easily score from set pieces because Man City still look a little bit dodgy sometimes, but I wouldn't play them if I have them. So yeah. And apart from that, I have no interest in um, West Brom players.
2: Would you play J-Rod? Because City recently have been conceding quite late on in the game. And J-Rod scored against Arsenal, scored against Everton, scored against Brighton.
0: J Rod will be one. Uh, you know, I'm looking at J Rod. It's uh, either Sorry, him or Wilson against
2: Brian. Sorry.
0: Yeah, um, only one point in it, isn't it? Assist, yeah. assist or a historical goal. But yeah, I'm looking at J Rod as a replace. Uh, you know, if, uh, because I want to upgrade my um, my third striker. So it's him or Wilson. And it's a good it's a good question. I would say it depends on your setup. If uh, if you play three four three and you know your other defenders and midfielders are so cheap and just there to, you know, to fill up the bench. Then you have to play him. If if you do, you know, what quite a few people do, and you have a rotation going on, this is a game that you don't know. You're hoping he scores, and um, highly likely that he doesn't. I, if I had him, I would play him, just because I like having three attackers, and because of what you said as well. I agree with you. C- City are con- C- Rodriguez is scoring. City are conceding, and they just look a little bit not as not as strong as they were, and I only blame one person for that, and it's not Pep. It's um, one thing is she's kind
1: of funny with with Man City with all the money that they have that they actually don't have someone that could actually play. That you know, with all their money that they couldn't have some younger forward who wouldn't be kicking up a massive stink by sitting on the bench, um, and they could well, actually like, come in like, because
2: like Jesus.
1: Yeah, but no, the Jesus was like he was massive money and he like really really highly rated and stuff. Whereas. Surely there's some younger player, you know, it's younger. It would have be a British player or an academy player or something that was coming through that was is capable of um, of playing of playing cup games as a Did, loan forward. Well, lose, off to Celtic?
0: Yeah, one. And didn't they lose another one to the German league? Is he was he a uh, forward?
3: Jaron Sancho is, a, is yeah. a wide player, but the oh, Patrick okay. Robert to Celtic, Celtic. He's well, he's more of a he's like a. Nine and a half, you can play a ten or, or a number nine.
1: That's brilliant. Thanks, Mill fellas. Um Spurs versus Man United, the big game, that's your one deal. Um, what's your thoughts on this one? Loads of goals?
3: Well, it's
1: the it's the
3: match of the game week, pretty much. Um I mean the consensus on Twitter is that this is gonna be a boring nil-nil, but I've just been looking for the previous results. Um, there's only been one nil-nil in this fixture in the last thirteen, so that kind of points to me that there's going to be goals at some point. Uh, so it's an hard one. But it's going to be Sanchez's league debut. So Man United are going to be reinvigorated. and But Spurs are again at the top of the form table for the last six. So, you know, they've been beaten in the last six, won four and drew two, scored 16 and conceded four. So it's a really hard one to predict. It's probably going to be whoever scores first will win. Um, yeah, I've got Kane, so I want a, I want Spurs Spares win, and I want Kane to score the goals. So I would yeah. really like to put I would really like Spurs to put Man United to the sword. Um, but as we were saying about earlier about Lingard, Mars pointed it out that he likes to score in big matches. So you know, could this be Lingard's? Maybe he makes a little sub cameo appearance and pops on at the end and bags the winner.
1: It's yeah, so I, it's, I I don't know if this actually factually correct, but um, I know that, um, also you're mentioning big ta- big game players. I think Son has actually got a good record in big games as well. So um, it could be it could be worth keeping an eye to see if he he might be well worth while keeping a hold of, despite the fact that the fixtures look a bit rough. Um, you know he could be quite good. But um, the, thanks Milldale. Um, we're on to the final game of the game week, which is Stoke versus Watford. And i decided I'll keep this dreadful one for myself. But um, it's <laughs> um Stoke, as we mentioned. Um, we've gone through Shakiri a lot. Um, we mentioned him a good bit earlier on, so um, we won't bother going in too much about them. But Watford, Watford. Um, of course they've after sacking their manager, which was a very odd one. I'm sure you guys thought it too. Um only weeks after Everton offered a ton of cash to sign them, they decided to sack them, and no doubt they have to pay a load of money in compensation to him for sacking them. so a uh, really genius move by the Watford board there but um, the uh, one thing about Stoke actually when I was looking up stats for them was um, they've been half respectable if not good at home it's been on the road where they've been really brutal they've conceded 30 goals in 12 away games so um, it's at home they're not bad so it's 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 kind of one of those games where, I suppose, you're going to start, start any of your Stoke players that you have because Watford are no great shakes, but um, but obviously temper it with the reality that neither of these teams are particularly um particularly good in attack.
3: Yavi Garcia he's a decent manager. He lo- he's is is in the Rafa mold. He, he loves a clean sheet. Um, so he's, he's probably going to look to tighten Watford up. Because, as you have rightly mentioned, they concede goals for fun.
1: And so, I think the, uh, th- like, I noticed where Carlson actually tweeted right afterwards, did you see that? He, put, he tweeted straight away a sad face or an angry face or something like that after the yeah. news broke. So, um, it'll be interesting to yeah, see. Yeah, and, and didn't, you tell,
0: didn't you tell him that, in you know, he could come to Liverpool and then in five years' time he'll be a Barca? Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's what I said, actually, yeah. <laughs> I just uh, I quickly got on to him just to see if I could drop that into his. Uh, I told him actually to go and to go to Liverpool do the Anfield tour and then ask could he actually pop in and have a chat to Jurgen. Jurg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe he you know, needs to go to Southampton first. Yeah, that's where they all have to go. Yeah, we we, we need it. It's like um it's like when the Brazilians come to um when uh, they come to Portugal and stuff like this. You know, first. Get their visa and stuff. Southampton is where where Liverpool <laughs> players get their visa before they can transfer in. Can we but, um, um
0: one one player to shout, uh, just give a shout out to the Welsh player because he's been he's been doing quite well and also um playing in the number ten role. So that could be another option because he's a he's a lot he's about 0.9 or one million cheaper than Shakiri If people are looking Joao. to to find money, love Joao. stuff. I had, I had him
3: last season when, in his little spells when he when he went on them little scoring spells and he, he was great great to yeah. go on.
1: I actually joked I think last week that I was I was going to bring him in and and now, lo and behold that game week I noticed he scored or he assisted and I was I was, Is I was, I, anyone I was else
0: really planning on him. bringing in. Um, <laughs> yeah,
3: bringing
1: <him laughs> I'll, I'll tweet it out later on and <laughs> later on in the game week maybe Saturday morning. Uh, anyone that drunk, you plan but you decide not to. to you. When you're still drunk <laughs> Dale, trying to make your captaincy choice. <laughs>
3: Drunk wildcard
1: um, is my specialty. <laughs> Come here, lads. Uh, we'll move on to the listener questions, okay? We've finished our preview. So, um, listener questions, and then we'll get on with our captain picks. Charlie, I'll give this one to you first. Um, John G. Drifters United was asking, who. what's the best way to get over a disappointing game week? Um, he says, it's a free game with very little at stake personally, but Game Week 24 had expectations that weren't met. And he's been feeling flat ever since. So, um, what way do you? What's your best way of getting over a disappointing game week?
2: Uh, there's a number of methods that I use. Um, sometimes I put my yoga hat on and go and meditate in the corner and don't come out until the following game week. Um, sometimes a bit of retail therapy works, and I'll go and make an immediate transfer. Um, usually, though, I uh, I just take it on the chin because. When I'm planning my transfers, you know, I don't just plan one game week in isolation. I'm, I've normally got a, a plan for three, four weeks for my team. And and if a transfer doesn't work out one weekend or or something goes a little bit wrong, I just shrug my shoulders and get on with it and worry about it the following week.
1: Yeah, because I know that um, I, I often was the same way as that I replied to John. I was saying that um, part of it is when we're on the podcast, we feel obviously a little bit of extra pressure or if you're in the community and you're writing about FPL or you're talking about it, you feel a little bit of extra pressure and um, you have that whether you're doing very badly or if you're doing very well in order to keep your rank up there. Sometimes I actually noticed myself getting, geez, I was actually getting in bad humor when I was seeing players I didn't own and I was going, all right, you need to snap yourself out of that lad. <laughs> Just, um you know, you need to kind of, I guess um I guess just realize just get get a, I mean, a, bit, a little bit of perspective at the end of the day. Yeah, you might move up the rankings a bit but it's um it's it really doesn't matter in it's the in the
2: grand scheme game. of things. There's, there's so many more important things in life.
0: There is indeed, yeah. I just started laughing about it now and sometimes I find talking about it or going on Twitter on a quick moan and then I look for other people who I know more than a lot and then read about how bad their, t- their game week was and I feel better.
2: So what you do is you go and look for someone who's had a worse week than you?
0: Basically, yeah. <laughs> no to be fair, to be fair, I don't normally have to look p- far beyond my three amigos. So uh, <laughs> <next dog. season. laughs> You'll just wait, man. <laughs> no man. It's our year next year and the year after that and the year after that.
3: <laughs> Liverpool fans are used to that, aren't
0: they? You know what? I decided this season that I was you know, I kept going on Twitter and moaning about players I didn't buy and players I didn't have and how the players that I sold and I I started getting annoyed with myself right so I started I'm like if I was following you I would be like really annoyed right now so I just started to enjoy it stop being such a moaning hole yeah yeah I mean it's fine so you know what everybody's different and I know some guys that I follow and we laugh about it but yeah you know (laughs) like I just want to enjoy it and get players that I that I like and just yeah I get more annoyed when Liverpool lose it takes me a while to get over that Yeah, I had a bad game week
1: when Liverpool won and, uh, you know, in the bet city and I couldn't care less. I just completely forgot about the game week, whereas last game week was a bit painful with Liverpool losing and having a a bad or an average game week, shall we say. But, um, thanks dudes. Um, Mohutsu at, um, T3MK underscore Mohutsu keeps us on our toes with the, um, with that change of, uh, of handle, like still can't get used to it, but um, the temptation to go with cheap defenders is growing with good fixtures for a few teams, but should we ignore, I'll give this one actually to you Dale, should we ignore that punty strategy and stick with the top six or seven defences who are likely to get tighter? I, f- I think um, you
3: have your collection of premium defenders, like I, I at the minute I've got Davies and Alonso, and then you have your free punty selections. Yeah, uh, um, I mean like I mean I think Burnley is still 7th so they're probably in his top 6 7 conversation but like I mentioned their their defenders are pretty cheap and they've got a, a great running um if Javi Grazia can tighten Watford up they've got a few options in the in the uh basement market um have got Cabacelli and uh I forget the other guy <laughs> but yeah I mean Paul Lambert he, he's renowned for uh playing a bit of tight football, so Stoke might be an option. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of um, not tying up all your money in the top six or seven, especially when it comes to the defence. Because, I mean, you've got the European Cup, you've got FA Cup, all, the teams are going to rotate. So, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely go looking at the bargain basement.
1: Yeah, the, uh, I think that's right, chat Two premium and then then two kind of fellas who rotate into the third spot and then if you want to have a bench fodder on the in the fifth spot, but it's, um it, it rarely gives you the kind of the premium defenders if you have too many of them it doesn't really um it doesn't really give you value for money mars next one up is FBL jesus and we'll keep this is nice short answer from you mars um was asking should i keep Masa- Masuaku or are there better similarly priced alternatives
0: um the o- is uh, somebody that can be a, a lit- cheaper and newcastle have some good fixtures coming up uh, apart from that keep him because he's cheap how, th- that was nice and short oh, that was really short yeah, good stuff thanks <laughs> Mil. um
1: and uh give this one to you Charlie was um Paul Michael Jones at Paul MJ81 was asking with so many so many problems being thrown up all at once for what now seems to be template players so um how are you looking to react so he's basically bringing up the the pope having heat and coming back um Kenny with Coleman coming back and now Arnie and Lanzini injured sons, poor fixtures and Lingard under threat from Sanchez. So there are a lot of kind of players that people were getting aboard as a bit of a bandwagon. Don't know if some of them probably aren't template, but, um, but I know that they are kind of ones that people, there was game weeks where there were definitely one of the highest transferred in players. But, um, how are you looking to react to, to that situation?
2: Uh, I wouldn't need jerk. That's the most important thing for me. Um, the template for a reason. The because 'cause they're scoring really, really well. Um let the other knee jerk managers um, you know, rush to transfer out a player who then ends up playing you know, throughout the whole podcast we said that our Ar- Arnie's flagged as injured, but he still might play next week. Um we've said that tomorrow we'll watch Sanchez and see where he goes 'cause we're you no know, we're still at this stage, not sure what position he's gonna end up in. And and chances are he's probably gonna be um moving around and you know, one week it's going to be Rashford, next week it's going to be Marshall, next week it's going to be Lingard, and that's exactly the same situation as we're in now. So, I think really just don't rush into your transfers, don't react at this stage of the season. You know, if you climb really, really high, there's no, there's no rush. Um, so, what if you lose 0.1 mil?
1: So, be cool, surely, like and don't be impulsive like Don. Basically, is what you're saying. Always Charlie. Cool.
2: Always cool. Be cool.
1: I like it. Good stuff. Um, FBLWildcards.com was um, was asking, and we'll give this one to you, Dale. Sorry, sorry for giving you the stereotypical beer question, but he's asking, <laughs> <laughs> what?
3: Well, I am, I am the chairman the, of the FBL Beer Club on, on Twitter, so. Are, oh
1: yeah, shout shout out to our friends in uh, at yeah, the FBL Beer Club um, hashtag. Um, what's the perfect beer and amount of it to have whilst playing one's wild card? Right. Well, just before I answer that question, I'll just
3: mention to the listeners that. The three amigos are going head to head on Yahoo's um, article this week. We're, we're going, we're going to go and pit our wits against each other in the round table. So look out for that. Which wildcard
1: writes? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm confident in my picks. That's all I have to say. Hey, Mars, are, are you going to beat us all? Uh, it's, it's my year. It's your
3: year. <laughs> <laughs> so. Anyway, back to the beer question. Um,
2: I yeah, might send Paddy uh, Power a tweet to ask who's got go, who's got the best odds of winning.
1: <laughs> probably Mars. <Yeah. ours. laughs> I think I think I think personally, I probably I'd fancy Dale's chances really, because um I think he's been putting a lot of work in. He's had the week off this week. Mars has been busy off gallivanting around the world. I've been busy at work, and um, Dale has been putting the research in. So, I, my money would be on Dale.
2: Interesting <laughs> how you're talking the other guys up. I reckon you got something up your sleeve. <laughs>
3: Anyway, back to the beer. Um, so my, my favourite beer at the minute is a Thornbridge Tart Bakewell Sour. It's really nice and really citrusy, re- quite sour. And I would drink as many of them as I could until I couldn't see the scream mo- no more and forgot that I wildcarded pretty much. Forget to hit the button. Yeah,
2: good stuff.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the yeah. king of the drunk wildcard. If anyone's followed me in the last, like, for the longer than 12 months, they'll remember Last season I drunk wild and drunk wild my way to ninety odd points. So uh, drunk I'm in favour of drunk wildcarding.
1: Yeah, I've I've done a few late night um late night transfers when I've uh when I've had a few drinks on. It don't seem to work out as well.
2: What about being drunk and playing somebody else's wild card? I've made that mistake.
3: Oh that'd be awesome. You could just yeah. ruin the team.
1: Yeah.
2: Or, <laughs> well it wasn't intentional.
1: I could do that for um. I, that's actually something I could do against um, My uh, my eleven-year-old son is is still beating me in um in FPL this season, and uh, that's what I could do with him the next time because he often logs in on my computer, leaves in his team, so I could just I could say it was an honest, honest mistake, but um, you know, sabotage his uh his season. I don't know what the, what sort of a dad that would make me. But
3: <laughs> <laughs> you t- you're teaching him a valuable life lesson.
1: Yeah, I told you not to log in on
3: my computer. <laughs> yeah, never, never leave your FPL login in anyone else's control. That's a valuable life lesson.
1: Come here, lads. Um, we're at the, almost at the end of the show, so we're going to do our Captain Picks. Um, our, we're, we're, We used to call them our Bolden our Barlow Captain Picks, but um, I don't know what we'll call them this week. Well, we call them Charlie. Have you got any names off the top of your head that we can call Risky and the Safe Captain Pick?
2: Um, brilliant and Bobbins.
1: Okay, so your Bobbins, your Bobbins, um, Captain Pick would be a risky one. So we'll come to you for sure. Um,
2: I think a brilliant pick would be Salah. Uh, Liverpool against Huddersfield away. He's and forget, isn't he? If you want to go non-Template, um, maybe Mares because Everton, yeah. Ever- Everton, you know, a bit leaky, and Big Sam in his int- post-match today interview last week said um, that. The, he was really disappointed how the defence played, and he wants to go back to concentrating on defence. Now, Everton defence against Leicester defence, that's going to be, yeah, it's going to have all the players down one end of the pitch or the other end of the pitch and a big space in the middle. I think that big space in the middle will leave room for goals. So, uh, yeah, Mares against Everton could be a bit of a risky one.
1: Mares, um, how about yourself? Give me your, in Shorty's in honour, your brilliant and your bobbins. His name is Sergio.
0: He's Argentinian. He's gonna get me more hat tricks <laughs> this weekend. Well, not this weekend. On Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever he's playing. <laughs> uh,
3: uh, I'm not even surprised.
2: <laughs> I thought you might have even gone for a fall song. You know, with um, the pad, sad passing away of Mark, I thought I thought maybe you would have gone for a fall song lyrics today. Uh,
0: yeah, um, Sergio is my brilliant. And I'm gonna go Shakiri for my bobbins because uh, his stats don't lie, just like his hips don't lie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
0: don't try to sing that one, Mars. Uh,
1: Dale, <laughs> give me your brilliant and your bobbins. Brilliant, I've got to agree with Mars. It
3: says you're, you know, I've got him. I'm gonna be captain, and then it's, you know, let's let's hope we get another hat trick. Uh, my bobbins, I'll go with. Ozil I think Arsenal might be a bit reinvigorated uh, Charlie pointed on earlier about uh, the amount of shots Swansea conceded so Ozil to run the show and Arsenal to get the win
1: Yeah I think uh, I was going to actually mention Arsenal I was thinking Mkhitaryan possibly but I'll go for my brilliant one I'll again I'll, I'll go with Sergio and um, but uh, for my Bobbins pick is the original Bobbins from um, Dale on his first visit on the pod on the Fan Feud pod months back was uh, was he meant for Bobby Firmino as his uh, or he mentioned him as being Bobbins, so um, I'll go for Bobby. I captained him last week and um, but I think this week could be the week for him against Huddersfield. Why not?
0: Wait, could you, be a, ha- it's, a,
1: it's a risky one.
0: Do you have Sergio on your team? I do. Oh God! Is you dizzy, yeah. blad? Oh <laughs> he- the, yes. <laughs> The, the, we mentioned
1: actually. Do you know we we're talking about the um, the Marple curse? Was um, that was the other transfer I did this week? It oh, was um, no. Sergio in for Harry Kane, Labs. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh, oh, I'm Kane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my well, full that's, game week ruined. <laughs> yeah. And the show was going so well up to that point, huh? <laughs> uh, come here, lads. We'll uh, we'll wrap it up on that note. Um, thanks, Mill. Um, Charlie, thanks, Mill, for being our first Three Amigos um, podcast. You're very again.
2: welcome. Thank you for inviting
1: me. You're very welcome, and we'll um, we'll love to have you back on again. We always enjoy having the chat with you. But um, make sure, listeners, make sure you're following at Three Amigos FPL on Twitter, and um, and follow Mars at Mars05. Follow Chef Dale H. That's Chef. And follow Surely, of course, at FanFoot First on Twitter. If you're so inclined, you can follow myself at FPL Marple. We hope you enjoyed the show. And um, we really do appreciate it when you share, share the pod. We're only starting off now from scratch again in terms of our subscribers. So um, make sure to subscribe on iTunes, and subscribe on SoundCloud, and um, share and like the pod among your friends and the FPL community. Thanks a mil for listening and best of luck to you in Game Week
0: 25. Booyah.
1: For each other and all for one, the three brave amigos are we. Brother to brother and everyone, a brave amigo.